to another edition of the Unicorns podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. Today on the Unicorns, we're featuring a business making waves in the world of recycling. Recycle Smart is a new waste management company. It was co-founded by Marco Prayer and Giorgio Baracchi in 2019, and it's been turning heads ever since. With a relentless commitment to resource recovery and community empowerment, Recycle Smart has rapidly grown to become a driving force in the world of recycling. In this episode, we'll dive deep into Recycle Smart's journey, explore their recent expansion into Brisbane, and learn how they're tackling critical environmental challenges, such as diverting valuable materials from landfill, reducing waste-related emissions, and making recycling accessible for households and businesses. We'll uncover the secrets behind their success and the transformative impact they're having on our planet. Marco Prayer, co-founder of Recycle Smart, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Justin. Thank you for having me. Marco, perhaps we could start by telling us more about the mission and goals of Recycle Smart, especially in the context of your recent launch in Brisbane. Hundred percent. So uh, Recycle Smart yeah, wants to make recycling, reuse, repurpose, and anything related to uh, this topic easy, accessible, and convenient, both for resident uh, residents as well as for businesses or uh, households. So this is basically uh, the core mission of the company. And uh, of course, like uh, if we imagine this service to be as accessible and available as much as possible. Uh, on a horizontal expansion uh, and therefore like Brisbane and other capital cities like uh, after that are just like a, an, uh, I'd say like an organic consequence of what um, our roadmap uh, is always meant to be. So making these, uh, these, this service available in as many places as possible. We know also that like Queensland is definitely in need for, for services like that. Uh, their track record in terms of like waste aversion, it's uh, it's not like outstanding, especially compared to other states, Australia and other states. And therefore, yes. So Brisbane, uh, um, uh, we launched literally like uh, like one week ago, and uh, the reception has been very, very, very good. And we keep on pushing and making this service, uh, serv- this service like available to as many people as possible. Fantastic. So, thinking back, Marco, what inspired you and your co-founder to start Recycle Smart uh, back in 2019? The recycles of my ideation, it's actually something that like dated uh, even earlier than 2019. Um, Giorgio and I and another bunch of people in 2013, we kind of did our first iteration of a very similar concept. I'm going to invest three minutes to explain you what we did like uh, now almost years ago. Um, because it's a fun story and like it's an interesting one, like it's a, it's a testament of resilience in a sense. So... 2013, we had a similar idea in a sense. We thought that the education system in regards of the waste uh, industry was uh, pretty messed up in Australia. Uh, I mean, every single co- council has his own uh, bin configuration and nobody put in those bins. From a very simple concept, we thought, you know what, why don't we assess people's bins? So why don't we expect, like, inspect people's bins and... Um, and we tell them if they are good recyclers or bad recyclers. 
Yes. Recyclers were going to give them like a reward. And so there was already like a reward incentive. So it was incentivized Asian sort of idea. Otherwise, we're going to tell them like if they are bad recyclers. So then we're going to get like paid by the council to run this massive operation. And with the intention, of course, of decreasing contamination rates on, on the council side, which we thought would have led eventually to a decrease of their spending towards like waste sort of operation. And therefore, uh, the, the whole scheme uh, seems like a win-win-win situation for everyone. Like the council wins, uh, the resident wins, and we can make like a sustainable business. Of course. It was a very naive like approach in a sense. It was uh, tell me. Uh, it was it was it was yeah, kinda. You know, like a government that don't really like to work with the startups. Assessing the twenty five percent of uh, households beans was fun because we did it. We had actually did like, we ran three trials with two different councils, and and we actually uh, proved that the contamination rate was changing. We were actually able with this very simple education program, right? Collapsing the 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 contamination rate for the for the people uh, for I mean for the people in the trial that we were like uh, sort of running, but again um, running this operation was extremely expensive, and uh, and also it was not only the time and dirty by going through people's bins. <laughs> so once you decided that like waste is going to be the part like the, 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 the main factor, you get used to it. We had to get used. To it. But this is this is interesting, right? Like ten years ago, again. Sustainability was not a thing. The we we struggled to find uh, to to break through in councils and uh, and the reception was uh, was low. Even though we actually proved that something this is like a, a very hard hit for us. We closed the company. We actually raised like a half a million in thousand and fourteen. Like I mean, it was it was something serious, not like a joke, right? We ran yeah. to, um, again uh, trials with three different councils. We had to close. Like I mean, uh, the, the the idea was not sustainable. And I was, I'm proud to say that like we had a very strong failure because it's important. Like you know, in this journey of every founder, you don't feel at least once. And George and I, we kept like, of course, our friendship was the base anyway, like for, for, for a lot of like our activities. And we kept like trying to um, sell the councils like a, an educational platform, right? Uh, at least just online as in like just like tooling, apps and all those kind of things. To improve people' awareness and again education um, uh, in regards of uh, their waste activity. So then mm, that happened like uh, continue for like a few years, and in 2019 we singularly got contacted by Antla, which I don't know if you're aware it is like I am. Yes, Antla is like a pre-seed fund. Great business. Yes, interesting one. Yes, so we got singularly contacted because uh, professional achievements. That's me. Let me plop it up like a little bit like this. And we got into the program. Originally, I turned down the offer because I was working in a previous job. And I was really committed to what, to, what I was saying, well, what I was doing. Giorgio mm. yes. then like started to develop like uh, iteration number two of Recycles of Mart. And he told me like, you better come in, otherwise I'm going to do this by myself. And so under the threat of the, <laughs> of my... Of my very good friend. Of your, of your friendship, yes. Friendship. I said, like, all right, so I dumped my job. Yeah, stopped working for my previous company. And we started this journey. What is the defining factor of this journey? Like, what, 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 what did we change? So out of, like, all our knowledge and our understanding of the industry matured, like, and accumulated, like, in the past 10 years, we said ourselves, you know what? 
instead of just educating, let's actually go in people's houses and let's remove, let's take care of the things that they don't know what to do. Mm. And so that was the turning point. They said like, okay, as crazy as it sounds, because then you have to put this thing on trial, right? Like it's not just uh, putting up a website and hope for the best. Don't die during like uh, the Outlook program. And you're you're both in Sydney at this time, right? Absolutely, yeah. And he started with his own Vespa. I started with my own van. Up like uh, our website. It was... uh, Started like in Randwick City Council again. Yes, one, one of our best performing council, and um, and so that was the beginning of it. And so, how does it actually work? Can you explain the pickup, recycling, and what sort of waste that Recycle Smart handles? Yes, of course. Pretty straightforward. So there is a website. You collect the things that like you want us to recycle in any bag. It can be one of our bags or it can be any shopping bag. Mm-hmm. Put like the things in there. They don't have to be particularly sorted, just like if there's different materials or things that are very tiny. So for example, batteries, maybe like make them as visible as possible for our drivers. Then you book the pickup on the platform. You leave the things exactly where you, for example, leave your either items that you receive from Amazon or like in front of your porch, whatever is accessible. Our driver comes, collects all like the as items, goes in his car, separates, does the sorting for you. So everything that is given like to us gets properly sorted. We give you back what we cannot collect for, of course, like regulation reasons. Uh, that usually doesn't happen. Then uh, um, we bring you back, uh, back, your bags, if they are reusable bags, and uh, yes, to the next one. So again, you see that um, you, as I mean, the council, like the government, expect expect you as a resident to do a lot of other activities. So, for example, you recycling your clothing, recycling like your e-waste, uh, batteries, light bulb, polystyrene, all these different items, and we will go then like a little bit more in detail. Uh, doing an extra effort, right? Like you have to drive around uh, your your locations and hoping to find like a publicly accessible drop off points if there are and a dispose of those items. So long story short, from a resident point of view, we did these activities for you. So you give us all these things and you are sure that they are gonna get like a taking care like accordingly. So what are these streams? Mainly soft plastics, clothing, textile, so wearable and unwearable. E-waste, so anything is really that runs through electricity. And then there is a fourth category, which is like called, we call it like misfits, which is like a, a gazillion of other smaller, not even smaller, because they're like, again, polystyrene. Coffee pods. Coffee pods. Um, uh, light bulbs. Uh, uh, again, the batteries, blister packs. Blister packs are the container of your meds, right? That they are half plastic, half aluminum. And... And the idea, of course, is that we want to create a transparency system. Right? Like anything that you give us, uh, you have the assurance that uh, it's, it's going to get taken care of. Not just recycling, again, for, but also reused or like uh, repurposed. In the classic example is um, with uh, clothing. Uh, we work with Red Cross, right? Like, so a lot of the things that like are reusable, we donate. So what normally happens, Marco, people think they're doing a good job 
by putting it in the recycling bin, but in actual fact, it's going to landfill because it's not suitable. But like, there's uh, the stuff. Welcome to the uh, interesting, like wonderland of waste. Yes, this is a very simple explanation, right? The main problem of the industry is contamination. Contamination means not only that you're putting stuff, the, the wrong stuff, like in the, in 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 the wrong bin, but also means that you can put like a dangerous stuff, like in the wrong bin. Which is also like a, it's, it's almost like a, a bigger problem, right? I mean, you have to imagine and like if you think that you can uh, recycle like a, a a thin can of of paint, right? A classic example. You put it like in a yellow bin. When like the car, the truck comes and it crashes the 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 whole entirety of what's inside your bin is gonna make like the whole thing explode and it's gonna contaminate the whole truck. So the whole thing goes under the ground. Or like the same, like another important example, and we in this for education is is batteries. Batteries are inflammable. If you put the wrong bin, they get crunched. There are very good chances that they explode, and then we have millions of dollars, literally, of outage facilities of like trucks exploding and burning down in the middle of the road with all the different consequences. Contamination is at, at, at the top of the priority of any. Of only waste, any waste or recycling system, in a sense. You've just launched in Brisbane. It's only you're only a week old. You have been working in in Sydney. Give us a sense, Marco, of the scale of the operation. Where where is Recycle Smart available, and and how many drivers, for example, do you have on the road? Like how big how big is your operation? So right now, like we are in the, the Sydney area in the Melbourne area and as well as in uh, and in Brisbane uh, very recently and we're expanding there as well. So we are we have more than 40 drivers. Uh, our 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 scale operation is uh, our modus operandi let's call it like this is uh, it's very simple right like you could become one of our drivers uh, quite rather simple if you want to uh, come and work for us. So the, Kind of like a gig economy sort of like idea. We don't we, we we engage with anyone that wants to work with us and has his own vehicle. And we try we try we engage with local people. So we're proud also to uh, create a little bit of a little um, economy boost in a sense. Uh, because, um, and um, and that's yes. So the we are available in more than the, I think forty five councils right now. It doesn't really make. I mean, it's hard to visualize it because councils are different areas, different sizes. Of course, of course. Uh, uh, we are, for example, uh, opening uh, yeah. the Brisbane City Council is the biggest council in Australia. It has uh, more than uh, a million uh, residents, almost two actually, I think. And we are so we are fracturing that one in areas, and by the end of next week, we will be covering basically three fifth. I mean, three like almost like yeah, three quarter of it, three fifth of that. And um, and yes, so basically, right now we are mainly like present in, in, in these three cities, uh, with the intention of, of course, expanding in every state. Like by the end of the year, I was going. I was going to ask that. Let's let's look ahead. Where? What other areas have you got your eyes on? So, like, it all comes down to adoption and, of course, use. Right? There's there is a lot of. Uh, uh, strategic sort of uh, placements uh, that are going to hopefully come in place. So, the long-term vision of the company again is uh, to 
stimulate as much as possible social and corporate responsibility as well. So we were we this 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 business uh, compared to uh, having a truck that like uh, get like your stuff disappear uh, is going to work only if there's an involvement from a social as well from a corporate point of view. In a sense that, that if brands are going to see the value, the the, the brand like opportunity, the, the brand reinforcement and and the opportunity to work with like a serious and um, certified in a sense a recycler and they will be part of the operation, they will offset a little bit of the cost uh, and all those kind of things. The future of this business is 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 bright in that sense. And we have like reason to believe that. I mean, we are like in talk with a lot of big brands in a sense. Um, why I'm saying that, of course, in order to appeal to a certain crowd, a certain brand, in a sense, you have to be as widespread as possible. I mean, imagine like if you want to uh, like come up with a partnership with Amazon, right? It's very hard for Amazon if you uh, come up even with like an MVP or like to test out anything if you are present in only a few postcodes. So we need like an, as soon as possible, uh, expand our presence uh and and keep on pushing our growth horizontally defining it horizontal like i mean lo- localizing what i mean the localization ones and and trying to um yeah be, be as present as possible so that can more people can uh, utilize like the service like in as many different areas marco tell us about the partnerships and the collaborations uh that recycle smart have and and th- these partnerships that have been essential in helping you to achieve your goals in recycling definitely different levels right uh as i was explaining to you before we are we we originated like the idea of recycle smart starting from a uh from a government point of view so we all imagine that it would have been kind of btg so business to government kind of like a um business uh, that didn't necessarily work out as well as we were hoping because the um, the council's like way to operate uh, again is not really the best sort of environment for a startup. Having said that, um, councils are definitely the if not if not the most one of the most important partners that we have in areas where the council is our partner. The service is free, so we are. Act- so the council is subsidizing uh, the service, and you can have access to the service itself uh, for free. In areas where uh, this council is uh, is not subsidizing it, right? Like uh, you as a resident will have to pay a small fee. In this is this is like a part number one. Part number two again is is brands, right? Brands want to be associated to not greenwashing like operations, right? I mean, they know that uh, in order to really appeal to even uh, their own crowd, to stimulate their own retention um, for like a boosting acquisition, <clears throat> it's not just anymore. I'm going to tell you that I'm going to end up planting uh, a bunch of trees in the middle of nowhere right? to make you happy. Uh, they, they know that they have to work harder. And, uh, and, and a lot of them, in, within their sustainability departments, like I mean, companies, brands, anyways, like I mean, they really see us as a potential sort of uh, uh, a very strong like uh, asset, like in in their tool set. And so a lot of these things are happening, right? 
And this is this is just from a from a business point of view. Of course, then we have a collaboration. For example, as I was telling before, like a lot of our uh, recyclers themselves are companies that are sponsoring the shop, as in that like they are very happy to collaborate with us. Red Cross is one. Canva is one. I mean, Canva is uh, uh, has a lot of offices around like Sydney, and they are using our service. We work with Disney. We're working with Disney Studio. We've been working with. Uh, uh, Harry's Farm. Uh, we're working with Nespresso. Uh, uh, we will work with like uh, Marley Spoon, and so there is a variety of things, right? Like a collaboration are super important, and they can be approached uh, from different level. We can work just with your offices, or like we can also boost like your presence, like and your again retention being a partner that you can expose to your customers as well. Marco, have you got any figures you could share with us on since launch, how much you have helped reduce landfill waste? It must be a hell of a lot since since you started. It is like uh, right now we are over 500,000 kilograms uh, of, of items diverted from landfill, more than a million kilograms of CO2 uh, emission like uh, safe, prevented. Uh, we've got like uh, more than 130,000 pickups like done. Those are numbers that are like uh, really strong ones, as in the, you have to understand like the, we, we need to start to see like uh, uh, recycling and reusing more from, uh, again, from a reusing point of view, right? So the, the objective of the next 10 years, I feel, and I think, um, they will be much less focused on over the weight of what has been produced versus the quality of what is going to get like uh, repurposed like and, and taken care of. So that is a, a very much the differentiation. We've been living for the past hundred years with this concept of that like weight is what determine like if you're a good recycler or not. This is not sustainable anymore, and it will eventually uh, and progressively sh- like shift towards what are you recycling? Where, like, I mean, what are like the, the streams first, and then like the quality of the stream, is it the materials, and all the way down to uh, the single the, the single uh, material again. The objective of the company is to become a place where like you can give basically anything, and you know that again it will be not only recycled but also repurposed. We want to create an infrastructure that is going to enable all these activities, especially for the circular economy, right? To be as easy as simple as just again going on Amazon in a sense, I like and purchase stuff, like right. But you know that like you can leverage an like a, 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 an infrastructure that is going to make it simple for you to return, and like you know that like if you're giving something, uh, the materials that is composed by like they're not going to be under the ground. So what happens to the products when they're collected? What is the end use of of these products? What do you turn them into? How do they re- how do they reemerge? We are not like a recycling company in the sense that we recycle anything ourselves. We are like a, a node, right? We are like a network of recyclers and we act as a filter and, and as a sorting machine. So there's a lot of like things that like come down into selecting the right recycler or the right like action to do for the different items, right? Uh, and it comes down to few rules. So first of all, we want to keep 
everything in Australia as much as possible. We don't want to give away our resources uh, as a life choice. I mean, we want to keep them in Australia. And we don't want to actually go around the, between states as much as possible. So we are going to prioritize uh, uh, whatever is uh, close as close as possible to the source of those uh, where these items are getting generated right and that means that again if there's a recycler closer to your state we're going to prefer probably that one over another one that is on the other side uh, of the country of course because to reduce carbon emission and all the things that you can imagine that like uh, the transportation can cost then of course are we going through like uh, an assessment period where like we search you can certify. We try to do our best uh, in order to understand what happens so with the items that we're giving. And um, an example is uh, uh, soft plastics, right? Now we are the only collector of soft plastics in New South Wales, for example. And um, we have a collaboration with APR. APR is an Australian recycling packaging company, which has a very advanced machinery that like takes. Uh, bales of, uh, of plastics and turn them back into oil. So they burn it like, uh, they shred it, they burn it like a very high temperature and then turn it back into oil uh, in order to uh, create circularity. Out of this oil, other plastics are going to get created. Is the best solution, is it, uh, like, I mean, um, uh, the ultimate solution? Most likely not. There's a real there's, there's, this is a process, and what we are working on is a solution, as an offering now that solves the issue of things are not going into uh, under the ground, basically, right? We know that like the this all this industry will evolve, and what we are offering again is a flexibility of a system that can adapt to all these different situations and provide like an ongoing solution, connecting the people that are coming up with new ideas and new ways to treat like different materials or items uh, from anywhere, basically. And Final question to you, Marco. No doubt you've done some compare and contrast work looking at Australia, how we compare to other Western countries, other jurisdictions globally. How does Australia stack up when it comes to recycling our recycling efforts are we are we good are we middle of the road are we are we poor like wh where are we we are uh, in the poor-ish sort of like uh, oh dear sector. unfortunately yes like we throw away singularly every single human and throw away on average of 30 kilos of textile uh in the red bin every year for just just the person that comes to mind um there's uh not like everywhere the same uh there's different states that are a little bit more virtuous south australia is famously a virtuous one but like overall uh the history of that like state it's uh it's like i mean the activities in that state are, are a little bit better uh than other ones some other ones and the, the trend uh, is generated like I mean uh, I mean it's a it's a reflection of of what has been done in the last 20 30 years some activities are like picking up so you must have seen like the return and order scheme which is like I mean you give your bottle of course yes yes very successful program but I mean uh, it's something that's 
from 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 a lens of like from a global lens, uh, that doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> no one in the world is doing anything similar. Uh, that they, they, we they, we are, but like in the way that we ship like in Australia, that doesn't really uh, work. The the background history of of that scheme is because uh, in uh, I guess the eighties or the nineties, Big Corp made like uh, um, uh, a survey. And they basically understood from the crowd, from the Australian people, that there would have been such a loss of income if they were not going to get like the availability of creating bottles of the size and the colors that, that the consumer wanted. And out of, so basically they were saying like, oh, if we don't let us, if you guys don't let us uh, uh, create bottles in the way that, that we want, we're going to lose so much revenue that is going to be uh, going to go all busted. It's going to be like drama, and so we didn't want to react to to sort of like this this, and we didn't put like any policy in place in order to educate our crowd. We just let uh, bigger corps uh, to 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 run this game, and uh, and what happened is that like I mean now compared to other countries, like if, for example, like in Europe, we are behind in terms of uh, schemes that are really treating, for example, again, glass or like plastics in a, in a, in a reasonable way. And we, we're slacking behind, we're lagging behind. And uh, yeah, and, um, and yes, you know, like, I mean, it's funny, like, I mean, in, in Australia, there's only, on average, there's two beans for councils. In, uh, in Europe, we are average between five and seven. It's a lot of beans. That's a lot of beans. Nobody wants the beans. That is a problem, though. Uh, we'll see what's going to happen in the future. It, no one has solved this problem yet. That's why there is a space for a lot of people for innovation in this sector. And we are here to try to capitalize on it. Very well said. Marco Prey, co-founder of Recycle Smart. Thank you very much for coming on to the show, Marco. And all the very best with Recycle Smart in the years ahead. Thank you. Thank you so much.